Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network, where cash flow is king. Real estate investing, the means, so you can enjoy your retirement dreams. This is the show where we cut right to the chase. No sales pitch, no long monologues, just simple how-to real estate investing advice, so you can earn the passive income you need to enjoy your retirement today. And now, your host and chief old dog, Bill Manasero. Old dogs, and welcome to Fun Facts Friday. This is our once a week, only on Friday show, where we have special episodes not featuring guests, where I will share tricks, tips, terminology, and techniques that will help skyrocket you to real estate investing success. Today's topic is finding the best market. But before we jump into that, I want to say hello and uh, welcome all you fellow old dogs, young pups, and whoever else might be out there, (laughs) except cats. We don't allow cats, but hey, I'm so glad you guys are are listening, and uh, I hope you've been enjoying this series we're doing about 10 Steps to Real Estate Investing Success, and uh, love to hear your comments if there's a things that we've addressed that maybe um, you like, you don't like, um, or you think we should include in this series. Uh, We're still moving forward, so we might be able to have sort of a wrap-up session at the end where we address some of your questions individually. So um, we'd love to hear from you. I hope you're doing well on your real estate goals. I hope you're moving forward. Do not slow down, guys. Be persistent. That's like one of the keys here in being successful in real estate. So don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Just keep moving forward. Well, let's jump into our topic. It certainly is a lot in this one. And I I hope I can cover at least all the key points. There's a lot to cover. And uh, I will have links like I did in the previous ones, allowing you to dig deeper into the subject. So um, let's begin in finding the best market. So I'm going to talk about how to find the best markets to invest in. Now, I realize that in covering this, the best market does not always pertain to every real estate investment. For example, if you're investing in syndications, for example, the the market has already been selected for you by your operator, GP slash sponsor. You don't have a choice on that, but that doesn't necessarily mean you should not analyze that market. I certainly would. If I'm going to invest in a syndication, I want to know about the market. I want to know if this is a good or a bad market. You certainly don't want to invest in a syndication that is in a market that is declining or not doing well. So part of your due diligence and before you make that investment uh, needs to be you know, verifying you know, the apartment or commercial property, whatever it is that's under syndication, that it is in a good market. Now, if you're buying your own properties, uh, it's really important that you do your due diligence, of course, uh, to make sure your property is located in a market where your property will increase in value over time. But keep in mind, you know, just getting a property that's increasing in value, it's not just about equity, okay? If you are in a declining or a stagnant market, where prices aren't going up, for example, um, it could impact other key factors such as rents. 
Okay, usually property value goes up and rents go up. But if property values aren't going up, rents may stay stagnant or or maybe they will decline, um, which will impact your cash flow. And we're all about cash flow here at the Old Dogs REI Network. It can also affect the quality of tenants available to you, which can affect things like repairs and maintenance, evictions, vacancy rates, and more. So it is not just about equity. When you have a strong market where there's a strong demand, um, you can get your best returns on your rental property investment. Um, I, as I mentioned in you know, numerous occasions on this show, I prefer emerging markets, and we've talked about them quite a bit. So, uh, But I'll give you just a, a rough over, overview in terms of the definition of an emerging market. Emerging markets are metro population centers, also known as uh, metro statistical areas um, that are called MSAs. And uh, there are also secondary and tertiary markets around these MSAs, okay? Emerging markets are metro population centers, or also known as metro statistical areas, MSAs. And these are around the country in the U.S., uh, and there are also around those areas uh, secondary and tertiary markets that are also tracked, and there are numbers for those as well. Now, an emerging market would be one where there is a strong demand for housing and where properties are in areas where properties are significantly increasing in value. In these areas, more jobs are being created, and where you have more jobs, you have more people. This creates a pent up demand for housing usually apartments, single families, that's what we're talking about specifically here, and other support services and businesses. So when you've got growing areas, you're going to have all these different stores and franchises coming into that area as well. In areas where larger businesses are relocating or expanding, new jobs are being created. Appealing lifestyles are emerging. Rental potential increases. And retail shopping centers and services are needed to meet the needs of the growing population. The phenomena also creates various paths of progress. So this is a, an area where you've got growth and property values going up, uh, businesses coming to the area. I mean, all, all these positive things that are going on. So you want to be able to find these areas. And yeah, there's lists out there that say, you know, this is the best real estate investing market, or these are the top 10 or what have you. But if you're going to be a, a diligent investor here, you really need to do a lot of the research on your own just to verify and make sure. So some of the things that uh, you, you start to do is to talk with brokers in that area. You want to, you know, start Looking at listings, I'd probably start with something like LoopNet or um, any of the other you know, multifamily. If you're doing multifamily, if you're you're doing single families, duplexes, so forth, I'd look at Realtor.com and Zillow and, and, and those listing services. Okay, and look for brokers that carry the kind of properties you want to invest in. Okay, so call them, get on the phone with them, start making connections. Um, then you do your online research while you're in that same process. Okay, so you're going to go to places like census.gov, irr.com, 
data.gov, globist.com. These are online services where you can get a lot of great data. Um, in, in Google, I'd also you know, type in the name of the city that you're looking at and uh, write economic growth or potential new business along with that name. And you can start doing searches. You can also do the same thing um, for that city name in places like Forbes and Wall Street Journal or WSJ.com, Fortune, U.S. News and World Report. And this one I think is really key, maybe more important than those others, is the local business journal for that area. They will be talking about businesses that are there, businesses that are coming, a lot of other great data that you have. Now, as you're starting to research this, you're trying to get a good picture of a market. And a lot of times I'll do things like jobs and I'll do population growth. And you put all these all these various factors together and you have overlapping circles and you, where you have a little area in the middle where it looks like, boom, this, these are the areas that have all those things. And that's where you start targeting key MSAs. Now, in putting your data together. We've had a great guest on the show in the past as a friend and also uh, just an amazing real estate investor, Vinny Chopra. And he has this little trick he uses, and, and it's something that I use and have used uh, for a while. Um, and that's where y- you, you want to find, again, you're trying to get the data on emerging markets. Now, he contacts these brokers like we talked about and you say you know hey i want to get on your list for offering memorandums or oms now that's when they have new properties for sale so generally uh, he's obviously in the apartment area and you can do similar things if you uh, you want to for uh you know, single family and smaller multis uh, through, you know, uh, brokers you meet on realtor.com or Zillow. Um, but the idea is to get uh, on the, even if you're looking for single family homes, I'd still do this with the commercial brokers because what they do is the great thing is that they, uh, they you know, these are huge brokerages like uh, Marcus Milchap and others that, that have, extensive uh, research budgets and resources. I mean, just lots of people that are doing research every single day. So they do excellent market research. So if they're selling a property in a place like uh, Miami, Florida, they're going to tell you all about, you know, why that's a good area to invest. The OMs, they always have in the last pages of the OM, a wealth of market information with extensive exclusive data. Now, um, Vinny would use this data for his own research and he'd bring it in there with his own raw research that he's doing and he'd share that information with his investors. And now he uh, would occasionally bid on these OMs, but most of the OMs, they're you know, the numbers are going to be high. They're not going to be the discounted properties by any means. So he bid, he'd bid on them if he thought Things looked good, but at the price he wanted, and he usually didn't win too many of them. But the idea is here collecting the data and getting that information so that you can compile your own data and make it more complete. Other things you want to do, like I mentioned, you research the job numbers. You look at occupancy numbers in trends up or down. Is it 90% and above? 
for example, on the occupancy. Um, another thing you look at is uh, like multifamily building permits being issued in the city. It shows you what kind of demand there is and how they're trying to meet that demand. It's also a great way to track if this is a good area for you to invest in. Um, if they don't have a lot of permits, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It could mean that when you buy multifamily, it's in bigger demand if all the other growth numbers are there. So you look at it in two different ways. Um, I'll also look at the migration information, uh, who and how many are moving there. Um, you're going to contact local chamber of commerce. Then they have great info on local business growth. Uh, I think another great area is um, local planning commissions. They're going to tell you what's down the pike in terms of their efforts on a 5, 10, 20 year basis so you can know how this city is um, building and growing to attract business there. Also, visit the city. Um, meet with the chamber, brokers, the people that you've made contact with, and start establishing those relationships. Uh, and then uh, finally here on my list, look for employers in the area, new hotels, restaurants, Walmarts, uh, large manufacturing plants, and others. Um, you can also tell sort of the nicer areas of town that have Places like Whole Foods and and more Starbucks, you know, the more you know, kind of upper level types of uh, offerings in terms of restaurants and things like that. They also have extensive research and they use that to buy in the areas that can afford their products. Now you do all this before you bid on a property. Okay, this is all part of that researcher, that due diligence. Um, some other thoughts here, and I'm just going to throw this at you in terms of researching and planning. Um, research the curve. We've talked about that here, that there's a there, the concept of existing property market cycles is not a myth. It's a fact, and it's generally accepted to be based on price-income relationship. Check the recent historical price data for properties in the area of the state or county you're interested in, and try to determine the overall feel in the market for prices currently. Are prices rising? Are prices falling? Um, or at least have maybe they've even reached their peak as top of the bubble. You need to know where the curve, the property market cycle is so that you can look at the preferred investment area. Also, you know, get ahead of the curve. As a basic rule of thumb, professional real estate professionals seek to buy ahead of the curve or as close to the base of the curve as possible. If a market is rising, they will try and target up and coming areas, areas that are close to locations that have peaked, areas close to locations experienced in redevelopment or investment. These areas will most likely become the next big thing, and those who buy before the trend will start to make the most gain. As a market is stagnating or falling, many successful investors target areas that enjoyed the best levels of growth, yield, and profit uh, very early on in the previous cycle because these areas well, well, you know, again, you look at look at this as a, like a bell curve, okay? And at the base of the bell on the left-hand side here, um, you, you want to invest in that little area as it's just starting to come up. And then you probably sell as you get close to the top if, if you're going to be selling. If you're going to hold, you can hold it till the next cycle and so forth. Uh, knowing your market um, and who you're you're buying property for is is critical. Are you buying to rent to, for example, young executives or workforce housing? 
Are you purchasing for renovations to resell to a family market or purchasing to rent out real estate for short term like Airbnb? Think about your market before you make a purchase. Know what they look for in a property and ensure that it's what you are going to be offering them. Um, And then think further afield. There are emerging real estate markets around the country and around the world where economies are going from strength to strength, where a growing tourism sector is pushing up demand or where constitutional legislation has been or is about to be. Look further afield than your own backyard for your next property investment and diversify that real estate portfolio for maximum success. Purchase price. Set aside a budget that will realistically allow you to purchase what you're looking for and profit from that purchase, either through capital gains and or rental yield. So you could buy something low to the, you know, the base of that bubble and you could buy and sell, you know, the cycles used to be like eight to 10 years. Lately, it hasn't met that, but generally it's an eight to 10 year cycle. So you could buy and sell and you could triple your properties before you even reach the top of the bubble. So um, if you do that right, it, it can be very lucrative. Um, and know the uh, the costs involved, okay, the entry costs, research fees, charges, and all expenses you will incur when you buy the property. Now, they differ from state to state, so make sure you understand the 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 fees and so forth associated with that state. Know how much you will have to incur and factor this amount into your budget to avoid any nasty surprises and ensure your investment can become profitable. Uh, Another is capital growth uh, potential. What factors point to the potential profitability of your real estate investment? If you're buying to run out, Are there any indications to suggest that demand for real rental, for example, accommodation will remain strong, increase or even decline? Think about what you want to achieve from your investment and then research and find out whether your expectations are realistic. Know your exit costs, too. If you will incur substantial capital gains, taxation liability, if you sell your property investment for profit, will that render the investment profitless? So you've got to know what the, what the consequences will be if you sell. Um, if you can 1031 into another property, then, you know, that, then that has to be part of your strategy, too. Know what the profit margins are. What levels of capital growth can realistically gain on your property investment or how much rental income can you generate? Work out these facts and then work backwards towards your initial budget to work out your potential profit margins. At all times, you have to keep the bigger picture in mind to ensure that your real estate investment has good potential for profit. Think long-term. Unless you're buying property off-market and tend to flip it for resale or just hold on to it for a short time um, and maybe profit, you know, it, upon completion, you should view real estate investment as a long-term investment. Real estate is a slow-to-liquidate pa- asset. Cash tied up in property is not simple to free up. Take a long-term approach to your property portfolio and give your assets time to increase in value before cashing them in for profit. Now, just a a few notes on on developing local contacts. Again, I think this is really key if you're going to know an area well. Um, The next step really, okay, you decide you're going to invest, you're going to do it. You've got to get the properties, right? Well, you get the properties from the brokers and uh, 
the key thing here is to start building those relationships with these people early on. Some of the top real estate investors may study a market for a year or more before even approaching a broker. For example, when one leading investor finally knew he wanted to invest in the Atlanta area, he scheduled a four-day trip on the trip, he talked to the top people at major commercial brokers firms, not just the brokers, but presidents, executive VPs, etc., and others in the area. When he returned home, he started texting and mailing his contacts every 10 days. He would send articles on Atlanta that he found and would ask them to send him articles about Atlanta. He also sent gifts like chocolates and gift cards and things like that to stand out and win favor. In the beginning, the property brokers would send him, you know, some prices, but they were overpriced. In the beginning, the properties brokers would send him properties that were overpriced and he just wasn't interested in. As the brokers started to see his property criteria and that he was a serious buyer, they started to offer him what are called pocket listings, which are listings that brokers hold on to separate from those that go public, okay? And they will contact their, their top buyers and offer these properties first. And they're often, you know, under market value. These these are really sort of choice properties. They Eventually, they started to offer them these pocket listings that were you know, that met his criteria. And that's where he started getting the good deal, getting the good deals. So just to kind of wrap it up, because yeah, I don't want to go too long on this. Um, these are just some key points that you, and I know I kind of rushed through it. There's a lot of, a lot of information there, but I think there's also a lot of meat that you can dig into. And I'll try again to put links in there that'll help you to dig a little bit deeper. Now, I know it seems like a lot of work, and, uh, and it is. But once you find your markets, and once you zero in on those markets, then it's building, building, building. You're investing in properties. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're seeing the yields. You're seeing all the, the fruit of your labor there. You know, by taking the time to do it right, it will yield significant returns. Now, I have seen 300% returns in anywhere from a three to a six-year period in the value of properties that I have purchased, all because I bought in the right markets. I know this is certainly not the norm. Uh, nor would I say you will achieve those numbers. All I can say is that it makes sense to put in the time to do your homework and buy right. Smart investors seeking out emerging markets first will find the best areas to invest for both short and long term. Well, that's it for today. Uh, please remember, old dogs, everything presented here today can be accessed in our detailed show notes on the Old Dogs website at olddogsreinetwork.com forward slash blog. And you're going to look for the episode entitled Finding the Best Market. Well, that's the show for today. Remember, cash flow is king and real estate investing the means. Until next time, keep moving forward and may God bless. Thank you very much for visiting the Old Dogs REI Network. We would greatly appreciate if you would stop by iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. We would love if you could subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star rating, and write a review. The more ratings and reviews we receive, the more visible the podcast will be to others. Thank you.